Hey, welcome to Pokemon Cards and Coffee, episode two. We're back. Um, in today's episode, we're going to help everyone listening, whether you are just starting off or you're trying to get back into it. We're going to help you better understand Pokemon cards. I know there's a lot of talk right now about Pokemon cards and having so much value, but there's also a lot of confusion, you know. Pokemon cards have been going around since the late 90s, early 2000s, so that's 20 years of cards. And uh, it can get pretty overwhelming and confusing as to what to buy and how much it's worth. You know, I'm pretty sure you're looking at the sets at places like Target and Walmart. You don't know what to buy, so hopefully... This is a guide on how to make better decisions or maybe you don't know any resources on understanding these things. So I'm going to give you a few resources. I'm going to help you um, better understand what's hot and what's not. Uh, but yeah, we're just going to get right into it. But first, actually, before we get into it. This is a Pokemon card podcast. I didn't even open Pokemon cards in my first episode. So that's a major fail that I'm going to fix right now. So unfortunately, if you're hearing this, you won't see it. But if you're watching on YouTube, you're going to see me open up this base set Sword and Shield booster pack. So um, I'm sorry you're going to get some AMS ASMR right real quick. Um, but here it is. You're going to get some Sword and Shield action. I'm going to do this away from the mic so that way no one's blasting their ears out so you see it opening all right now i'm going to talk to you real quick for those watching and don't know what what's going on and i'm going to try to describe it for those of you listening but in a pack of cards a booster pack right you get 10 cards right and one of these cards you will see at the very top is going to be a white and green or an all green card now, most of you probably think it's an advertisement, which it sort of is, but for those of you watching, I'm actually going to give you a little a little free code card. So, oh, damn it. Hold on. I'm going to put these down for a sec. I'm going to zoom in. There you go. So, for those watching, you get that free code card. All right. I'm going to zoom back to me. So, it's basically a code card that gives you a booster pack on the online card game right because people forget this is actually a game it's not just meant for collecting it's meant for playing you know there's rules and there's uh now there's a competitive field well there's always been a competitive field but there's a competitive field right so getting to the cards now and i'll explain the order and how it goes but you see people do this card trick right uh it's four from the back so that's the front Four from the back to the front, and that's mainly for dramatic effects. I'm gonna do it real quick. One, two, three, four. So that way the best card that you can get in this set is in the back. So we have our Steel Energy card, which I'll I'll talk about what these cards actually mean. Then we got Raboot. Let me focus real quick for everyone watching. We got Raboot, one of the newer Pokemon. We have Hop, trainer card. We have Pokegear 3.0, Trainer Card, Rookadi, Sizzlepeed, Snom, 
Mawile. If you don't know any of these Pokemon, don't worry about it. Gossifleur. Sounds French. Air Balloon Reverse Hollow. And then... Ew! We got a Wubbuffet Hyper Rare Textured Full Art Card. Look at that. I wish you guys could feel that. All right, but if you're a fan of uh, Sword and Shield, there you go. Ooh, look at that. It captured it real nice. It's a pretty card. Very nice card. I like the look of it. I like the colors. Purple and teal really look nice together. That's really dope. So we're going to get into it. I pulled a, uh, I believe this card's going for like about four bucks. So it's not super duper. Let's double check that now before I say that out loud. And I'm going to show you how to actually uh, check prices on these things. So real quick, I'm just going to dabble into my source. Wobbuffet V. Oh, oh wait. Yeah, uh, about four bucks. Yep, I was uh, right on the dot. So per that pack, we made our money back for a value. So let me focus here real quick. So we made our money back on that, but I don't plan on selling that anytime soon, and I'll explain why. So, Pokemon cards. There is a lot to it. It's not... You can't buy a pack and then expect to, to find like a Charizard. Like, not every single card, or excuse me, every single character is in each booster pack or set, right? Um, I'm probably getting all over the place. I had this all written out. Let's go ahead really quick, right? I'm going to go based off of what I wrote really quick because I'm going to go ramble off into different directions. So I'm going to try to get in this, get this whole guide in a certain order. That way it makes sense. That way I'm not rambling off. Okay. So the reason I started this is I kept getting asked a lot by friends uh, family, a lot of people on my social medias, Twitter, Instagram, um, other places, you know, I got text messages and stuff. People kept asking me questions like, oh, what is this Pokemon thing? Like I collected as a kid, but you know, are my cards worth anything? So basically I'm making this simple guide into understanding if one, if you have stuff, what it's worth and how to figure that out on your own. Uh, two, if you plan on getting into the hobby now, there's a lot different. Um, so hopefully this is a way to help you understand oh, what's out there. Sorry. There you go. Um, hopefully it helps you like as you go to store, you see stuff and you're like, oh, okay, that sort of makes sense. So um, I'm going to be, for those of you watching, going to pull up some websites and then kind of tell you how I decide if I'm going to buy some stuff or not. Um, and then for those of you listening, I will also tell you, I'll describe it as best as I can. But what I'm going to start with is you want to think about cards in general or Pokemon. Let's, let's back this up even more with Pokemon, right? The entire franchise, I want you to kind of see it like Harry Potter. And I know that sounds weird, but let me explain why. This is how it made sense to me. So Harry Potter is a character that is uh, in the books and in the film, right? It's 
it's centered around Harry Potter, right? And its main storyline, right? You get bits and pieces of the main storyline throughout each um, movie, each book. And I know the books have a lot more detail in that, but each story kind of builds up to this main arc, right? In Pokemon, it's sort of like that, but there is no build up to a main finish because Pokemon's still being written today. It's still going on. It's still continuing. Um, and not each... Uh, how should I say this? Not each book in uh, Pokemon goes off into the next one as far as Pokemon cards and the game. Um, but they, uh, they're they written and done in the same style. Like I want to say they're almost like seasons. Right? Um, so with Pokemon, right? I'm getting a bunch of texts right now. With Pokemon, it all started when we were young with base set we all know what base set is uh it was the um i have xy evolutions that sort of look like it right they had these three almost uh i don't have any base set i can't i can't show you those but they almost look like these they had venusaur blastoise and charizard on them right and they came with 11 booster packs and um that was that was it for the most part at the very beginning right that's what we saw and that's what we bought as kids and um that's like one of the big ones and that's what it started with right and that came out in january of 1999 right that's what everyone knew and then several months later in june uh they came out with their next set all again this i just want you to think of these three sets that i'm going to mention as like a book one right um actually possibly a lot more and i'll tell you i'll tell you why um so book one kind of gets screwed for a reason and i'll tell you that later but the next couple sets were jungle you've probably seen those um it had like scyther and flareon and wigglypuff on it then you had fossil that had uh aerodactyl and some other characters on it you had base set two which was basically a reprint of base set team rocket gym heroes gym challenge you know the neo series i believe is technically the next set but from base set to about let's call it gym challenge i want you to think of that as like book one year one like in harry potter right all of those kind of uh coincide within a storyline right now i'm gonna bring something up um again i hopefully i'm not confusing you but in year one I want you to think of because Pokemon is very similar to what's going on in the video games, right? The cards and the video games kind of match up. All right. It didn't really start that way, but as Pokemon eventually started printing their own cards, uh, the artwork and the stories that are sort of in the Pokemon cards, it's, it's synonymous to what's going on in the game, especially now with Sword and Shield. But back then, um, especially with the manga and everything, like everything kind of went in a uh, an inclusive circle, right? You had the manga, which not very many people knew about, but that was there. It had the uh, the video games and the cards, and the anime was sort of on par, but it was off on its own thing, right? Um, but as I go through these, uh, I'm probably just gonna really quickly. That way you get a better example. I'm going to go through these real quick. 
um, the next chapter, or sorry, not chapter. Um, actually, I didn't even go over chapters. Let's go over that. So, like I mentioned earlier, from base set to gym challenge, I want you to think of all those sets, like base set, jungle, fossil, base set two. I want you to think of those as chapters, AKA expansion sets. Um, so chapters of a book. So why I mentioned book one is you have a book, Harry Potter book one, and then each book had like a chapters. So that way it builds up the book, right? It's the same thing with Pokemon. Base set was one chapter, jungle was another chapter, fossil was another chapter, and so on and so forth. So you have a bunch of chapters in that book, right? So the old Pokemon cards from like 1999, from 2000, right? They had about, let's call it seven sets. Now it's not always gonna be seven, sometimes it's more, sometimes it's less. Mainly now it's probably a lot more, but uh, that's how it started off, more or less. And it was um, it was being printed not by the Pokemon company. It was being printed by a company called the Wizards of the Coast. Now, if you play Magic, um, they are the creators of Magic, right? They are the ones who uh, made that. That's their baby. They print cards, and Pokemon started with them printing it. And then somewhere along the line, Pokemon saw, "Hey, this is making a lot of money. Why don't we just cut them out and then make it ourselves?" There was a big old Huss, uh, huss and puss about it, and uh, they eventually got to print it themselves. Um, I don't remember if there was any uh, lawsuits that were thrown out. I believe there was, and then they eventually just paid them off. I believe, but they eventually made their own game. It's a lot different. It's similar but different, right? Um, so moving forward, right? So the Neo Genesis series. So like Gen Two, once that came out they had their own kind of Neo series. So that was like book two, the Neo series. It was uh, included with Neo Genesis, was sort of like the base, then Neo Discovery, Neo Revelations, Neo Destiny. And then I believe Legendary Collection was part of that, right? And that was the last one that the US saw. A lot of these that I'm gonna mention are gonna be from the US. I'm sure there's a lot from Japanese and other releases, but I'm not gonna get into that. I'm gonna do this super basic and uh, try to be as clear as I can. So Neo was book two, right, in Pokemon. And then the next set, which is probably one of the more popular older sets, right, is the Expedition. Um, I gotta pull one out just to show you that, by the way. All right, man, I'm missing so much. There's so much to talk about with these things. Um, Expedition, I know I have one, here it is. So this is not, excuse me, from the base set, but this one is. It's an Alakazam, it's not very, it's not holographic or anything, right? So for those uh, reading, um, listening, excuse me, Expedition was kind of the first like change in style of how Pokemon looked because they had that thick yellow border. Right, you remember the old ones because they had that yellow border around the entire card, but the expedition card had a thick border, and that was because they were trying to integrate it with a, a video game that had the e-reader and you can like swipe it. But none of nobody ever did that, as far as I remember. Like I don't remember ever buying it because I didn't really think about swiping my Pokemon cards, um, and I believe that was kind of the tail end of when I stopped collecting. Uh, just simply I couldn't afford it but 
Expedition was kind of the third endeavor, and I believe that's right around when Pokemon came and decided to take it on their own. Um, this one didn't have a large expansion uh, because they quickly went into the next one, which was the EX series, and this one's the biggest one that I can see, right? Because that was when Ruby and Sapphire came out. So this is when they started to think, oh, well, let's include these alongside video games, right? So this is when they started doing it. And this is kind of where they uh, have continued from 2003 where EX came out, Ruby. From then to now is kind of how they've kept their formula for making cards, right? So you have EX, Ruby, Fire, and then Sandstorm and all these others. And as far as I can see, there's about, just call it 20 almost 20 sets right so 20 chapters in that one book right ruby and sapphire so and that was oh that is approximately like from 2003 to 2007 so that's about a four year long book right the ex series right and then there's diamond which is next diamond and pearl so for those of you who probably watched or played some of these Pokemon games, you understand what I'm talking about. Uh, Diamond and Pearl was the next one, and that one goes on for mm. oh. I don't recall. Oh, right there. Uh, that one goes on for about another year, right? And then they have these random side stories, is what I like to call them, right? These in betweens that aren't in line with the current set, but they're they're alongside them, right? So hopefully I haven't confused you, so I'm going to go off in a small tangent, right? So we have in review, we have the books that are broken up into chapters, right? So we have uh, what we call a set, like a set is synonymous to a book, right? So currently we are in the Sword and Shield set, right? And the latest expansion on that, so the ne the latest chapter, current chapter that we are on, is Darkness Ablaze, right? So, excuse me. So, what we are going through right now is, uh, I believe, ch chapter three, okay? What, how you can tell what's in the set, it's usually listed now one of these sites that i use very uh i'll say religiously is uh is tcg player and i use it as a way to understand what's in the set right and for those of you watching you're gonna be able to see it tcg player for those of you who don't know you're gonna go to all right let's just show you so this is TG, tcg player you're gonna click on pokemon and then look for a price guide, right? And it'll take you to a screen that has the product line, which is Pokemon, and then the sets that you get to choose, right? And you'll see um, codes and stuff. So it'll take you to the most current one, which is, again, Darkness Ablaze, right? And um, the way you can easily tell, all right, which is the most expensive card in this set? You go to market price till you can see the highest one on top, Right, and uh, everyone who's interested in Pokemon knows about Charizard. Charizard in this set 
the VMAX one, right? That is the one that everyone's after, right? And it's currently going around for $100. And that sounds about right from what I did my research on earlier on eBay, um, which is another thing I want to tell you about. Don't just take TCG player prices as the absolute on prices. Think of them as a reference and then cross-reference with eBay sold listings, right? That's exactly how I check on card prices. So if you want, we can go all the way down to the bottom or close to it. I did this earlier. Where was it? We're going to go and find base set. There it is. The base set, right? Very first one, right? And currently, a normal Charizard that everyone knows Right? For those of you watching, it's that Charizard, the classic one that everyone understands. He's going for, that is not right. Uh, this is, they have one being sold. So don't get confused if you clicked it. If you click it, this is where you can buy it. And they have one damaged for $90. A damaged Charizard is going for $90. The average market price for it is for is going around $260. $260 for a mint card, right? I'm assuming that's what that is. And that sounds about right. Uh, it's probably a little more on the higher end. I've seen some people probably play pay $300 for a very, very fresh, like out of the pack card, right? And this is raw, right? I'm not gonna talk about graded cards or where to get them graded or how to do that. That'll probably be for another episode, right? But this is how I sort of see what the average price is going for if a what I have is going for a certain amount, right? And as you get lower, obviously they're not as um, they're not as expensive. But Charizard, Blastoise, and Venusaur are gonna go around. I would say Venusaur probably goes around for around eighty to hundred dollars. Blastoise is around that hundred dollar mark, while Charizard's well over two hundred dollars on average. Um, I was fortunate enough to buy one before quarantine. And it was around $100 uh, after shipping. It was around 113 Now you see that average going up. So everyone's trying to get it in. <laughs> Excuse me. Everyone's trying to get back in to the hobby. So the prices are going to go up because they want a Charizard just like how I as a kid didn't get one. So I bought one, right? Right before quarantine. Now more people because of quarantine are getting back into the, the hobby. So obviously everyone wants that Charizard because it's the one they didn't have as a kid, right? So prices are going to go up, and I think I mentioned that in my last episode, how the more people you get into the hobby, the more expensive is going to be. So Charizard's kind of a big one. Um, Charizard's in general aren't always as lucrative, and I'm, this is something I wasn't going to get into, but I'll get into it real quick. So if you type in a Pokemon, right? Let's just type in Charizard. Right? It'll show you all the Charizards. And as you can see, market prices is what I'm looking at. Don't go for sold listing, or excuse me, don't go for listings. That's what they are selling one at this website for. But the market price is going around, um, as you can see, as you look across, they're all different prices. And uh, it really, um, best way I can describe that, it depends on things like artwork, how rare a card is, which is what I'm gonna get into next. Uh, so artwork, 
how rare it is, and then um, playability, which is something that most people don't actually talk about when you're talking about Pokemon cards. Um, those are some of the factors that um, draw people into cards, right? And um, I guess I can transition into what I wanted to talk about as well, even though I'm all over the place, right? So when you buy a booster pack, I'm switch over. When you buy a booster pack like this, like the one I just opened before, right at the very beginning, right? You are guaranteed. I'm going to look this really quick. All right. So there is a formula to how you can get booster packs, right? Um, like I said, you have a code card, which I ripped up earlier, right? You get this code card. Actually, I didn't rip one up. You have a code card for those of you watching. If you get this white and green one, chances of you getting something like this go up, right? If you have a green one, which I don't have on me, a code card that's all green, chances of you not getting that are also up. All right, so that means you're probably not gonna get something good if it's all green. Now, you are guaranteed one energy card, all right, any, any, any of the energies that they have currently, and I believe there's about nine. You get one energy card, you are guaranteed five common cards, and I'll show you how to know that. Then you get three uncommon cards, right? You get a reverse holographic. So for those of you watching, the card for the most part on this one has a reverse. So if you look at the art center or the center box right here, that is not holographic, but everything else around it is holographic. So it's going to be confusing because the next one is fully holographic and it's textured. That's one of the newer things now on Pokemon cards. It's got this texture to it, right? And that's uh, something I'm gonna talk about with rarities, right? So something I'm gonna transition to next is rarities in sets. Now, it was pretty simple when, um, when Pokemon first started, it had three symbols, right? And the symbols I'm talking about, let's see if I can bring one up. They had the common, uncommon and rare just like i mentioned earlier and i'm gonna pull some out for people watching all right and then i'll go over what uh, a trainer and energy is all right but this card right here let me get focus for those watching so as you can see this circle which is on the bottom left hand side Right, right next to the number. If you see a circle on the bottom left, that is a common card. So it is not the high value card, it's very, very common. So you get five of those, as I mentioned, in each booster pack. So they're relatively easy to get. Right, you get five of those. Right, did I say five? I did say five. So you get five of those in each pack. And then you get three uncommons, which uncommons, oh my God, I can speak. Uncommons, which is determined by this little diamond shape on the left side, right? Right next to the numbers. And I'll go over what that means. 
So you get three of those. So you are less likely to draw those in a, uh, excuse me. Yeah, you are less likely. So three out of 10, so you're 30% of the pack is gonna be uncommons. Then you have this card, which it's gonna be, oh, not this card. I don't wanna show you that one. I'll show you an old one. Then you have an older card like this, where on it, showing you a small flex, by the way, my first edition holographic chart, uh, excuse me, first edition holographic uh, Dragonite. I'm very happy about it. See if that's gonna come out. So on this corner right here, you probably can't see it very well. But next to the numbers, so always look at the bottom corner. For the older cards, it's gonna be on the right, bottom right. Newer cards, it's gonna be on the bottom left. But it's a star. All right? So circle, common. Circle equals common. Diamond equals uncommon. And star equals rare, right? That's how it used to be with the older cards. Now with newer cards, it's the same, but there is more in the uh, rare star shape, right? So you will still have the classic look of, uh, as I'll show you watching, you still kind of get this look and you may end up with a card that has like a holographic in it but there are also some rare cards that don't have any holographic on it so they're not as uh as valuable right those are still there but then you have some of these full cards like i got right that are textured these i believe are considered ultra rare or excuse me hyper rare right and currently in the sword and shield set kind of hard to tell but in this top right corner this is a v so this is technically or actually in the center i won't zoom in but this is a wubbuffet wubbuffet excuse me v All right so now there's a v series which basically just means a stronger pokemon right and it's got a holographic full so you get a full card of art and then on top of that, it's textured. So you have this nice little texture to it. If you feel the card, the texture actually goes along with the art, right? It's just not a generic line going through it. There's a, there's textured lines that are going along this, the art, right? So this is actually technically, I believe, an ultra rare or hyper rare. I believe either one means the same, right? And a way you can tell that is by the numbers as well. I didn't talk about the numbers earlier, but if you look at the bottom left-hand corner of the newer cards, there's gonna be a number. Now I'm grabbing a trainer card. This number is 165 slash 202. So what that 165 in there means is that this is the 165th card in the 202 card set expansion set so as i mentioned before each book has chapters right so in this chapter i want you to think of it as having 202 pages and this is page 165 out of 202 right 
Think of it as that. Right? Doesn't mean it's more rare or anything in this case. In this case. So for this particular card, because it has that uh, diamond shape, it's uncommon. But the way you can tell with the numbers also is how uh, how high that number is. The closer to the maximum number, the closer to it it is, the more rare it is. So for this card that we pulled earlier, it's 191 out of 202. So that means it's the more hyper rare along with the texture on the front of the card, as you can hear that. There's a texture to it, right? So it's a hundred and sorry, 191 out of 202, right? So this is the harder card to pull. Now there is one more thing. I don't have it readily available, I believe. I do not. Wait, I do. So some of the newer sets, actually, I believe all of them do, but you will get a secret. Right? There's either a secret rare or a rainbow rare. Excuse me, secret rare or rainbow rare. Now, secret rares, are they tend to be gold cards. right? And this is where the first number is higher than the second number. So the one I have is actually a rainbow rare. And this one is 245 out of 236 on a different set. This is not Sword and Shield. This is a different one. Right? This is a Tyranitar and a uh, mega sable eye so excuse me so this number is 245 which is bigger than 236 so think of it as like a a magical page that you normally can't find right in the book right this is a secret or a rainbow rare so these are the ones that also have texture to it and these are the more rare ones this one in particular isn't as uh expensive uh, it's probably not a sought after because it has a. Uh, you know what? I'm not even too sure, but there are probably other cards in the set. And again, playability. Looking at this one. Looking at this one. Sorry, I had a technical difficulty. Looking at this card, there's a lot of energies that you have to use in order to use this. It's a strong card, right? But looking at it, there's a lot of energy attached to it in order to use a move. So unless you can, unless you see yourself using this card, sure. But I believe this was like a $5 card. So that was a simple explanation on rarities and under, trying to understand if you have a nice card or not. Uh, we've gone over TCG player. Right, I haven't gone over eBay, but I'll go over it really quick for those of you watching. So let's say you have a card, right? So let's pull one randomly. Actually, let's do it for the one that we already have. So switching over so that way you guys can see. We're going back to Sword and Shield on TCG Player. Oops, that is not it. TCG player, I'm gonna go find Wubbuffet V, right? And Wubbuffet V, according to TCG player, the full art one, right? Also, you'll 
you will see on TCG Player that number that I was talking to you about at the bottom left-hand corner is that 191 out of 202. You will see that there. That way it helps you understand. And this is ultra-rare. This, so they said this is an ultra-rare, not a hyper-rare, excuse me. Ultra-rare. So like I said before, this is a $4 card according to TCG Player. Right? Now I'm going to copy and paste. So let's go ahead and copy it. And then I'm going to go to eBay, paste that down, I'm going to search. Right? Now you're going to see some that are being listed. What I would like you to do is go scroll down on the left. You're going to go to sold items, right? And then it's you should have it set to ended recently. So the top one that I'm looking at is one that sold, I believe, yesterday for $5.45, right, with free shipping, right? And then you see another one with $4 for buy it now with free shipping, $5. So it's about the same price, give or take, or excuse me, if you remove the eBay fees and the shipping fee, it's going to be around what TCG Player said. So that's about a pretty accurate uh, dictation, if that's the right word. Um, that's a pretty correct assessment from TCG Player. So I use TCG Player and eBay both like I use both of them to make sure that you're right about what it is that you have right so let's do an older card right let's do that Dragonite that Dragonite that I had earlier for an older card so some of you might have cards like this right where you have the, the, these old Pokemon cards and you're like oh how do I just how do I decide what this is worth right very carefully you're going to want to take it out, right? And this is why. When you take it out, I want you to observe if there's any scratches, right, on the surface area. Mine has some minor scratches. And then on the outside of the border, you might see a little bit of the hollow coming out. So you'll see some, uh, I'll call it chrome or shine on the edges. If there's a lot, that also is considered a... Uh, slightly damaged I wouldn't consider it damaged uh, and the back as well you want to look at the border on the outside and you want to see if you can see any of the white it's kind of hard to capture on the camera but if you can see some of that white peeking out from the blue right I wouldn't consider it damaged this card uh, on a scale of 1 to 10 I'd probably say this is about a 5 right so you'll see things that are like LP, which stands for light play, right? So I'd probably consider this a light play. I wouldn't consider this a mint, right? Mint, you'd have like no scratches. This would be perfect, right? So I'm going to go to, let's actually look really quick on TCG player, right? That way we're doing the exact same thing. Base set, I believe... Oh, there's no first editions, unfortunately, on base set. So this was not base set, excuse me. Something I didn't even go over, by the way. I need to go back. But, super important, before I continue, something I should have mentioned. So we were talking about symbols earlier. But on the older cards, you're going to see the bottom... The bottom right corner, 
across from where the first edition stamp is or if you don't have a first edition right at the bottom of the artwork you you might see a symbol like this this one has a little uh, claw and what I was gonna mention earlier but I was probably too uh, too anxious or excited to mention it and I was just I'll just say that I was excited and decided to speak all over the place like I normally do this symbol dictates dictates which expansion set it's from right this one symbol can be found if you go online all right and then you're gonna Google you are going to Google Pokemon card lists right Pokemon set list excuse me set list list Alright, first link should be list of Pokemon trading card game expansions. You're gonna click that. This is where you're gonna see that symbol. So the third one is the fossil symbol. Right? So that that tells you which set it's from. So if you have a card and you don't know, oh well, I don't know what set this is from. Well, that symbol should tell you on a and on the newer cards. The symbols are on the bottom left with the numbers. So right next to the numbers, you'll see the rarity, and then you'll see the set where it comes from on the newer ones. On the older ones, it was kind of all over the place, but I just showed you it's at the bottom right hand of the artwork. You'll see it. If there isn't anything there, that probably means it's from the original base set, and I'll show you one. I will show you an example of that. On the older cards flip through this is not here right here and now I'm gonna go on a different tangent because I just forgot that I didn't mention shadows right so let me back up a bit so if you have a card like this, right? This is a Charmander. And as you see on the right side, there's no symbol where this Dragonite had one. Right? Dragonite right here, excuse me, right there, has that fossil symbol, but this one doesn't. That's because this Charmander is from the base set. So the original cards that we got as kids, this is one of them. And this is also one, but this is from the set Fossil, the Fossil set, right? And it's a first edition because that was obviously the first set that came out. But there's also something I didn't mention that I want to bring some attention to. So with the older sets, I believe this was a printing error, but this one's in particular is a first edition. This Charmander is the same Charmander that you see here, for those of you uh, listening. I have two of the same cards, but one does not have a shadow around the artwork, right? That is considered shadowless. You probably heard of this before, but first edition shadowless cards are the ones that people tend to talk about when you're talking about like high quality or high value cards. This one's beat up, but I still hold on to it because Charmander is my favorite. But first edition without the shadow. If you ever find those, I would say probably do your best to get it. 
if it's at a reasonable price, reasonable price, and you can afford it, go ahead and get it. I happen to find that in a uh, find. Uh, I happen to have found that in a set from a buddy that I bought. I purchased a few months back. I noticed it and I bought it along with everything else he was selling. Uh, that one in particular is probably worth around anywhere from five to twenty dollars ungraded raw like that if it was graded i wouldn't expect it to get a high grade but if it was like a high grade some of them have been selling for a couple hundred if they were graded really high um but yeah that is something i forgot to mention the the rarity sets excuse me not the rarity sets the set logos right so if you happen to have a card like that, some of the older cards, you're going to notice those symbols, right? Um, and feel free to re-listen to it or re-watch what I just said. I know I'm kind of flubbing all over the place because I realized that I wasn't as prepared as I thought I was. But hopefully that helps. But we're going to go back to the Dragonite issue. Or not issue, excuse me. The Dragonite um, card that we were looking at. So this is not basic, this was fossil. All right, Dragonite. So the base set, excuse me, I keep saying that. The fossil non-first edition holographic Dragonite goes for around 45 to 50 bucks, according to TCG player, right? Now what I'm gonna do, I'm gonna write Dragonite fossil hollow right because sometimes when you write the set the expansion set where it comes from it's going to make it so much easier to find right now this one that we're looking at the top is a first edition right, i'm going to open this up so that way you guys see this one just sold on a bid so that means people bid for this one people bidded and it sold for 200 dollars. where are the pictures at Oh, right there. So this one's near mint, as you can see with the the zoom. There's like no scratches on this thing, and this thing looks pretty. Yeah, like almost no white. You get a little bit at the top, and very little on the side. But the centering on that looks beautiful, and I'll talk about centering really quick. But centering, if you're looking at a card, right? If you're looking at the back of the card, you're looking at the blue border and how centered it is in comparison to the artwork, right? Or if on the other side, you're looking at the yellow and the art. If the centering is like squared, that means it's perfect centering. Now, if it's off to the side or if it's going up and down or if it's heavy on one side or heavy, that's not centered. Um, and it's probably gonna get a lower grade even if it's not scratched, not bent, not anything. If it's like perfect, like not scratched, no bends, it can look great. But if the centering is off, that lowers lowers the grade. And again, I'll talk about grading another day. But this card is pretty damn beautiful. And it just sold on bidding today, excuse me, about an hour ago for $200. Right? I don't think this is worth that much right what i'm gonna try to compare it to 
right? Is I'm gonna look at others that have sold. That's not a first edition, but we're not looking for the first edition. But I'm gonna transition to the first edition one now. First edition, Fossil Dragonite Hollow. All right, and you wanna look at raw, not the graded stuff. So if you see it encased with like a numbers on top, don't look at those unless you have it graded already. Uh, I'm looking at one that is, I'm looking for one that is hollow, not graded, and we're looking for something similar in condition. All right, so this is not pretty beat up, but it's not mint, so it's kind of somewhere in the middle. All right, and that's how we're gonna compare ours to others that have sold. All right, and we're gonna do this together really quick. So you can see it's a, it's a little, a little tarnished, a little bit. One just sold for $75, so we're not looking too, too high and that's non-hollow but man there's not very many raw cards available but Dragonite seems to be selling pretty well like people are buying this Dragonite, which is another popular character. There's a lot of non-hollow cards. But in Fossil, I believe if we go to, yeah, Fossil, Dragonite's the one that everybody wants in that Fossil set next to Gengar, right? So for this one, it's kind of hard to tell exactly, but we'll go off of the highest that we saw I believe raw was $200, right? And then the lowest one that we saw that was hollow was 75. So you take the average of that, it's gonna be somewhere in between like $120, I'll say. And I don't know if I wanna sell this at $120, All right? I'm considering getting this one graded, but if I need the money, I know that this has the value of $120. So if I wanted to, I could probably sell it for that and potentially get $120. But that's basically how I value cards. So you see what sells and what it's selling for, and you compare what you have to what have been what has been sold based off of the condition of the card that you have. Right? Um, I'm gonna say that's mostly of what I wanted to say. Um, last couple of things I will say probably is with all this information now, where do you go from here all right with all the gabbing i've done you know i've gone all over the place on the history and cards and stuff i didn't even go about trainer cards i just realized um or playability so i'll probably i'll stay i'll stay with it and i'll continue on but trainer cards Normally, energy cards, I'll just go over energy really quick. Energy cards aren't really worth as much unless you have them in a bulk amount, right? So if you have thousands of these things, then sure, you might be able to sell them, but then if you're selling them on eBay, you have to worry about shipping, and these things in thousands can weigh a lot. So 
energies are usually not worth as much unless you're playing right and i'm not here to talk about how to play the game but if you're playing the game you're going to want a a large amount of energies if you want to play the game so if you want to play the game and you have a bunch of energies that's a good thing uh next up is trainer cards so again talking about playing the game if you have a trainer card that looks similar to this where it's just a basic kind of a you have the art square and then you got the descriptor and all that if you have it um if you have a lot of those they're probably not worth as much the older ones unless they were hollow were probably worth some and i'll show you a japanese one of them that i have hold on I know I have a better one somewhere really quick sorry I thought I was better prepared but the older cards like this with some holographics on it I believe they started coming out with this on the uh, Gym Heroes and Team Rocket set where the trainers were holographic. These are more about the art than anything. All right, if it brings a sense of nostalgia, art style, this one is uh, from Gym Heroes. Probably one of my favorite sets just based off of the artwork and some of that nostalgia. All right, some of those that are holographic are worth some money. Now, I gotta go back to my book. The larger, excuse me, the more lucrative trainers that you see are some of these that have a large art on it. And these are pretty popular right now. If it tends to have this large art and it's a trainer card, as you can see, it says trainer on the top. Uh, chances are it's worth some money maybe somewhere from 20 to 30 bucks um, and again the secret and rainbow rares also apply to some of these trainer cards in the newer ones right so if you have those those tend to be a little um, valuable and these are the newer ones again the older ones they didn't have this design the older ones will probably look like the one I showed you or for those of you listening, um, it looks like a basic trainer card, but it's just holographic on the center of the art. So that's something that might bring you some value if you're trying to sell. If you have a holographic trainer card, there's some potential money in that. Um, if you want to grade those as well, if you feel like your card is immaculate without any scratches or dents or whitening, as I mentioned, um, you could. And again, I don't want to get integrating because then this podcast will last several hours um that'll probably be another one that i will do but uh we've gone over energies and trainers now uh we went over all cards in history as best as i could again i'm sorry if i rambled um last thing i want to mention is where do you buy them now that you know what you know or that i've mentioned where do you buy them and there are several several places that you could buy them. Um, you can go to Targets or Walmart. I tend to like Target a little more. Um, but if they don't have anything, 
Um, personally, I personally I think it's best to go to card shops when you can. Uh, mainly, they're going to be maybe a little more expensive, but I think what you what you get from card shops that you don't get from like superstores like Target or Walmart is you get people who actually know what they're talking about more than me, obviously, because they've been doing this probably their whole life, right? You go to a card shop and you ask them about something, chances are they're going to know what it's what it's about or they're going to give you some type of inv- uh, advice or insight on what's to come or what's already been done. Like, for example, I went today to my lo- local card shop and I was trying to ask him if he had any of the old stuff and he didn't. But he went off on a little tangent about, oh, um, he never had, uh, as he's a store owner here, he never had any of the first editions come by. And he said that he had never seen them when they first came out. And he said that his shop was there since day one as far as Pokemon, that they had never received the first edition one. They had just gotten the regular base set, and that was it. Um, So he, he was a little hurt by that. But... Uh, what he did say was that he encountered a uh, person who was either trading or selling a first edition Charizard, and he happened to have it. He said it was pretty damaged, but um, he said that was the first time he'd actually had a first edition. So um, you get stuff like that where you get to meet people and interact, people who actually know what they're talking about versus going to a Target or a Walmart where people don't even know what you're doing. You know, I'll go and buy several boxes of a, of a set and people are just kind of giving me weird looks but you know it is what it is you know uh so i mentioned card shops probably the best place to get them and you can go to target walmart uh there are other like pharmacy places that might have some i know walgreens and cvs have had some but it's not everywhere um Believe it or not, Dollar Trees or Family Dollar Places might have some of the mini ones that have three uh, cards in those. And those are, are real, if you were wondering. But they only have three cards, and you're not guaranteed anything in those. So what I mean by not guaranteed anything is in a regular booster pack like I opened, you're guaranteed at least, a, like I mentioned, five commons. I believe three uncommons you're guaranteed a reverse hollow and a rare card right now it's not going to be hollow or anything but in the mini packs you're not guaranteed any of that you can get three common cards and end up not even being worth more than a dollar right or you can get the highest valued card uh, you know i pulled a card from a dollar pack that was worth 140 dollars and uh but i had to pull several of those not just i didn't go buy one and then got 140 dollars. i had probably purchased 80 of them so it was about 80 something dollars uh, and i p- happened to pulled one of the rarest cards on that set uh so i'm coming to my limit really quick um but yeah those are some of the places that i would advise going